before you listen to this podcast, you can subscribe to The Critic magazine with the current offer of three issues for just £5. Head to our website, www.thecritic.co.uk, to subscribe today. Hello and welcome back to The Critic podcast. When Richard Leonard became leader of the Scottish Labour Party in 2017, he inherited Scotland's third largest party. It still is. And with opinion polls suggesting that popular support for the once dominant power in Scotland is now down to around 15 to 17%, the prospects for Labour in the Scottish Parliament's election in May next year look dire. In this podcast, The Critic's political editor, Graeme Stewart, talks to John McTernan, the political strategist and former political secretary to Tony Blair, about whether anything or anyone can save Scottish Labour. John McTernan, I wonder if you can put the problems of the Labour Party in Scotland in a UK perspective. Can Keir Starmer win at the next general election if the Labour Party in Scotland continues to underperform in the way that it has been doing for these last five years? The defeat in 2019 was a historic defeat for Labour, uh, and Labour was put into a terrible situation by the five years of disastrous leadership by Jeremy Corbyn. And it's impossible uh, to overestimate the impact that had in dislodging traditional Labour voters from an alliance with Labour, breaking a lifelong habit of voting Labour. So Labour um, was pushed so far back by the 2019 election to one of its worst defeats in the century, in the, sorry, in, this, in its 115 years of existence. The real question that faces the Labour Party under Keir Starmer now is not can you win uh, or even can you win without Scotland, it is can you make Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party lose? And I think that's the starting point. Anything realistic, a recovery from a defeat as heavy as 2019 will probably come in two stages, but you can see a scenario where Labour could deprive uh, Johnson of his majority and therefore of his authority and govern as a minority government uh, in for it for a period sufficient to then have a second election and it's the two-stage recovery I think which is critical for for Keir and Labour with Labour in its current weakened situation. Scotland is uh, a separate issue but massively exacerbated by uh, by the Corbyn leadership, Corbyn, the, the types of people who like the types of politics that Jeremy Corbyn was offered, the kind of populist, let's throw it all up in the air, couldn't be worse than it is now. Those people are all uh, on the yes side uh, of the referendum campaign. They all support uh, the current SNP. Um, I think the interesting uh, space that's available in Scottish politics, and this is where Keir is uh, potentially a great leader for the Labour Party. The, the space is, does Labour have an alternative prime minister? Because I think the 2015 election was not simply a relitigation of the referendum. Because uh, if you remember, in the referendum, uh, the, the no campaign won 55-45. In, um, in the subsequent general election, the entire yes vote coalesced behind one party, and the no vote split amongst three, Labour, Tories and the Liberal Democrats. Labour's defeat was uh, the same as the Tories, the same as the Liberal Democrats. It was massively magnified and multiplied by the impact of first past the post. Um, and the reason 
that Labour did so poorly, in my view, is the leadership of Ed Miliband. Uh, after five years of austerity, going to a general election, people looked at David Cameron, people in Scotland looked at David Cameron, and they looked at um, Ed Miliband, and they said, well, only one of them is going to be the Prime Minister uh, of the UK, and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not Ed Miliband. Um, and that's, they then voted to support the SNP because they thought the only way to get shot at the Tories was to get shot at Scotland. So I think Labour under Keir, looking electable, looking uh, with Keir as though it had a potential prime minister, so somebody who could do the job immediately, that changes the balance. It's really not been since 2010 uh, that the Labour uh, has been offering to the Scottish people a Labour leader who looks as though they could plausibly enter number 10 uh, and form a government. And I think that, that's, that, that is an important part of the context too. Now, that is not to deny uh, that 2015 is five years ago, and by the time of the next election, it'll be 10 years ago, and that'll have been 10 years in which people in Scotland have developed the habit of voting for the SNP and listening to the SNP appeal um, as the escape route from whatever it is the SNP persuade them they need to escape from uh, in the context of the United Kingdom. Well, before we get to whether Keir Starmer can uh, win a general election, a UK general election in four years' time, we will have in May next year the Scottish Parliament, the Holyrood elections. Um, that, that's a very different situation there because people won't, won't be an Ed Miliband versus David Cameron scenario. Again, it will be uh, who is going to be First Minister in Scotland. And Nicola Sturgeon clearly is a more plausible candidate for that role than Richard Leonard. In, in your judgment, do you share the view of the four Scottish Labour MSPs that it is a matter of urgency that the Scottish Labour Party ditches Richard Leonard now and finds someone else uh, to take them through to that uh, election next May? Yes, as Richard Leonard hasn't had the decency to resign, the Labour Party in Scotland are going to have to ditch him. Uh, I think it is patently clear that he is not able to cut through uh, politically, not able to cut through in policy, not able to cut through um, electorally. And he's dragged the Labour Party to historic lows uh, in support in Scotland. And if, if there's to be a fighting chance for Labour MSPs at the next election, uh, it needs to be under new leadership, new ownership, so that they can actually show that they've got the message. I mean, in the end, the electorate turning their back on you is never a permanent thing as long as you acknowledge that they have actually sent you a message. But I think the, the, the issue in, in Scotland is you have to show not just new ideas, but new faces, not just new faces, but new voices new forms of communication, you need to refresh and renovate from the, from the top to the bottom. And even if Richard Leonard was uh, the greatest political orator in, uh, to visit Scotland since, you know, since Gladstone's Midlothian campaign, he is from a different age, from a different proposition. He is the Corbynite offer for Scotland. Um, that, that era of politics is over in the UK, in Scotland, um, and he's got to actually argue for either, or probably both together, either um, scrutiny on health, on education, on policing, and all the basic services of Holyrood, which actually are delivered pretty poorly in Scotland and have been delivered more and more poorly over time, or 
he's got to offer a counter to their um, utopianism, whereby they say that there is one solution to every problem in Scotland, whether it's transport, whether it's policing, whether it's housing, whether it's productivity, um, whether it is the underperformance uh, of uh, working class kids in primary schools, the one solution to every problem there is, is independence. Um, I think, you know, Rich Leonard is the, is the, he was the wrong man when he's chosen to be leader, but he's definitely out of time now. And one of the things you have to do in politics is acknowledge that when you're dragging the party down, if you believe that the party is more than you, if you believe the party matters more than you, if you believe in stewardship as a leader, you need to stand down. You said about the, the need to introduce new faces, but it isn't the problem that Scottish Labour ha has never been short of new faces. It's had nine different leaders in the last 20 years, um, uh, many of them very short term. Uh, and uh, to, to quote Henry McLeish, one of those former leaders, we keep changing the manager, but nothing changes on the pitch. Uh, unless there's a very clear candidate for who would be the new charismatic leader mm. of the Scottish Labour Party, um, is whoever replaces Leonard, uh, if someone does, um, is that person not just going to have exactly the same problems as, as before if the, the offering from Scottish Labour is not distinctive and interesting? Well, look, it's always, been, it's, it's always been clear that Labour needs two things. Uh, the Labour needs uh, a leader of quality and distinction. And Labour has had those, Wendy Alexander, Jim Murphy. Um, uh, but you also need the time. Um, and, you know, Jim, Jim was hampered by Ed Miliband, also by not being able to become the leader uh, sooner in Scotland, um, and to fight an, a kind of internecine battle with Joanne Lamont, the leader, to, 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 to take over there. Uh, Wendy Alexander didn't have enough time in it. There was some ridiculous um, uh, Scottish parliamentary um, flurry scandal, which wasn't really a scandal, which ended up uh, driving her out. The kind of the, 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 the fishbowl politics of, um, of Holyrood sometimes uh, gives such a level of over-scrutiny that, um, that, that an adult can't, can't Sustainable. They're probably the most gifted politician in Scotland of her generation when he was driven out. So we've had the talent, and I think the talent, um, you know, Anna Sarwar should be leader. He should have beaten Richard Leonard. And the, the notion that he, uh, that we shouldn't have um, a Scottish-Pakistani uh, Labour leader because his father uh, was a successful businessman um, there's an extraordinary reflection on the kind of way that the Corbynite mentality took hold in Scotland. But I think, you know, Anas is still around. He is clever, he is witty, he is uh, incisive, he's been working uh, in the Parliament effectively, but also outside Parliament, uh, building uh, charities and organisations to, to tackle COVID. I think just the elevation of Annas to the leadership would show that the Labour got it. But, you know, the problem is the longer Richard Leonard hangs around, the more he's basically saying that Labour, as defined by its leader in Scotland, doesn't get it, isn't listening, doesn't care about the voters, doesn't care about the plummeting opinion polls. And it feels as though uh, for this middle-ranking, um, really slightly boring trade union official uh, to have got to the top of the Scottish Labour Party and stick to the leadership position so doggedly is basically a vanity project.
Well, I suppose the question is now um, how to how to get rid of him, given that he's uh, in no mood to leave himself. He, I mean, it was noted mm. he was supposed to address Labour MSPs today at their weekly meeting and mm. uh, preferred to uh, be online with a, a UK Labour NEC meeting instead. So it, it, it's a little odd that he's now avoiding contact with his own MSPs, and I would suggest a bit dangerous for him. Uh, four MSPs have said they have gone public that, that they mm. think he should stand down. That, that's, not, that, that's not quorum by, by, any, um, um, by any state. Um, those like Anna Sawa or Jackie Bailey haven't publicly yeah. put the knife in. Yeah. It appears Keir Starmer won't publicly put the knife in, whatever he may privately think. How on earth, if he won't go his own way, uh, can the Scottish Labour Party get, get rid of Richard Leonard? Well, the, the, the Scottish Parliamentary Labour Party have to trigger uh, a leadership ballot. Uh, it's inconceivable that, uh, that the party rules in Scotland rule out the possibility of the peer group of the current leader uh, actually triggering a ballot. So I think they, they, and the fact that he is unwilling to turn up to a meeting of the MSP shows that he, even he acknowledges that he's lost um, the confidence uh, of MSPs. You can't, it is unsustainable to stay there. However, we have the situation where, you know, we, we had Jeremy Corbyn uh, fell out with his, uh, with his, his MPs, his, most of his shadow cabinet, um, and he chose to stay and he chose to, and by doing so, he took Labour to historic defeat. So, you know, there is a track record now uh, on the left of the Labour Party for selfishly sticking in leadership and actually harming and hurting the interests of the Labour Party. And in my view, it would hurt the long-term interests of Scotland if the Labour Party is to limp on as such a small party in Scottish politics, um, given some of the big decisions that have got to be made, whether or not there's a, uh, an independence referendum, which I sincerely doubt, given uh, the public statements of uh, Boris Johnson. But there are big issues discussed in Scotland, which is like what you know what what will be the nature uh, of the economic recovery? This will be Scotland's uh, most substantial um, uh, recession for a very long time, uh, the pandemic recession. So coming back out of that, and a whole set of questions around the economy, around public services, around um, you know what the, the fact that um, we've got in Scotland the same kind of uh, bad handling uh, of. Uh, Secondary school exams, the the hires or the the level the level five exams, the ones the A levels, and similar to uh, the UK government, no willingness on the part of ministers to actually take responsibility for what they're doing. So there's a huge agenda, whether it's from scrutiny or it's a new economic policy development, in which a Labour Party should have a vital role. Uh, and at the moment, it is. Um, paradoxically, maybe ironically, is the Scottish Conservative Party who are taking up the burden of being the um, effective and official opposition in Scotland. Um, but, you know, they, the SNP needs to be taken on from the left as well as from the right. They need to be taken on on competence as well as on ideology. Uh, and at the moment, the most effective uh, opponent that the SNP have is either Ruth Davison, the parliamentary leader in, in the Scottish uh, Parliament for the Scottish Conservatives, or it is actually Alex Salmond, um, the former leader of the SNP, who's running a very effective one-man campaign uh, against Nicola Sturgeon um, and the leadership, the current leadership of the SNP. 
Well, John, we, we must leave it there, but thank you very much for your thank you. insight. Thank you. If you've enjoyed listening to The Critic Podcast, why not subscribe to have the magazine delivered to your door? Subscribe today with the offer of three issues for just £5 by heading to our website, www.thecritic.co.uk.